Hello, everybody. Happy, what is it today? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to 94.5 <coughs> FM WSQF Radio. We're here at Blink Radio Station, and I am super excited because I get to interview one of my favorite humans in Miami, Diana Perkovic. Hello, Melissa Waggy. <laughs> Welcome. Let's go. We got it. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Wait, so we just... We just had to practice, you know, how to say our names in the car. So we want to go ahead and bless you guys with uh, with our little song that we made. Where's we Elliot? Our, uh, with, <laughs> where's, where's Elliot? Elliot, uh, Elliot is uh, one of my besties that came and joined us today. So so in order for us to remember our names, because we, we've known each other what to, for five, six months now. It's got to be. And our, we keep messing up our names. So as we were driving here in the car... We came up with Perkovic. Waggy. Perkovic. Waggy. Perkovic. Waggy. Perkovic. Waggy. Perkovic. Waggy. <laughs> Listen, it's working for us. All right, so for those of you tuning in right now, now you know how to remember our names Melissa Waggy, Diana Perkovic. And also, if you're out of the airways, WSQFradio.com, live streamed worldwide. Yes, and you guys could actually tune in today. I'm actually getting ready to post this on Instagram right now. Give us a call, 305, let's do this on Instagram really quick, 305-365-7777. If you guys want to win tickets to come to our next events, we're giving away $1,000 worth of personal development, empowerment, for you guys to be able to take your lives and your businesses to the next level. So, Diana, without further ado... Let's get started with you. Tell us a little bit about your greatness. I'm so happy to be here. First of all, thank you for having me. And, you know, where do we begin, Melissa? I mean, really, though, right? Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, the reality of it is, is that I, you know, am on a mission to really change this whole idea of empowerment for women, right? We have been sold this idea of this hyper-masculine female empowerment empowerment, boss babe version. And in all honesty, I take one look at you. I know you're a boss. You take one look at me. It's like you already know that energy speaks for itself. But that's a sliver of a woman. And it is a sliver of what real empowerment in a woman means. And I really am of the mindset that if you truly want to be an empowered woman, we need to empower 380 degrees, like the entire, like your entire life needs to be empowered. Your health, your wealth, your mindset, your relationships with yourself, with other people, like take your entire life and you tell me what's the most unhappy part of your life. And I will tell you that's where disempowerment starts and that's where we should start. That's amazing. I love that. And I love how you're so passionate about really helping people step into their power and into their greatness. And, you know, you were a TV personality for 10 years. You know, you interviewed Jennifer Lopez, Mariah Carey, you know, some of the biggest, Susan Lucci, like some of the biggest names in the world, and you still felt unfulfilled. So tell me that journey first, becoming uh, a, a famous TV personality to getting to that. And then what happened throughout the journey? Yeah, I, I always warn people about what, what I call the golden handcuffs, right? Because mm. I look back and, you know, I'm a prime example of don't judge the book by its cover. 
I love right? that. Like, I yeah. don't look like what I've been through, mm. right? And so you think about, like, I was one of the youngest hosts that they had ever hired, right? I was sitting in a lecture hall, say, on a Tuesday, right? And Thursday, I was working on national television in America, right? I'm this snot-nosed kid from Canada, right, who ends up somehow on the TV in mm. America, you know, in her early 20s. That's a big deal. And it was a dream come true. Like, I grew up in the ballet studio and I really thought I was going to be a dancer. Mm. And so when my knees went and everything went at like the age of 15 or 16, you can imagine like I literally had a midlife crisis as a teenager. Right. Like I really was so lost. I didn't know what to do. I mean, I went to ballet every day. I got up at five and practiced every day. Like all of a sudden my life changed Mm -hmm. and I went for, you know, a couple of years not knowing what I wanted to do. And long story short, and it is a long story, so I'm going to shorten it. But the very first time I was ever on camera was at the open house of the CBC in Canada, which would be the equivalent of NBC, ABC, you know, CBS here in America. And they had an open house. Mm -hmm. And so I ultimately ended up sitting down at the news desk and I was like 17 years old. And I sat down at the news desk and all I know was those lights went down. The other lights, the studio lights went up, the Mm -hmm. teleprompter came on and all the hair on the back of my neck, my arms, it all stood up and I was lost in it. Mm. And I did the interview, I did the whole piece and I finished and everybody was like clapping. And I went home and I said to my mom, I think I want to be on TV. My mother's like, okay, honey. (laughs) So that night I'm washing the dishes. My brother's watching TV and all of a sudden he freaks out. He's like, Diana, you're on TV. And I start laughing and he says, no, really, you're on TV. The very first time I was ever recorded, I ended up on national television. Wow. And so less than 10 years later, I ended up working on national television. Doesn't that require something? Oh. And your version. So... I I paint that picture for you because, you know, I had to work really, really, really hard to get there, right? I had to put myself through school. I Mm -hmm. had to work three jobs. I used to stand at the bus stop in Canadian weather at 4.55 in the morning to catch the first bus to get to school. And I worked really hard. And then you get to where you want to be. You get to the top of the ladder. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, now wait, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, right? And I was unfulfilled, and I was sort of that cliche, right? Like, you would have thought I was a boss babe. I was, but that didn't mean that I was empowered. And I'm allowed to say this to myself. Like, I looked like an empowered woman. Mm -hmm. I was the poster child for disempowered, and it took my father passing away, Mm. my marriage falling apart. How old were you when your dad passed away? Oh, gosh, I was 30. How old am I? I was, what, 37, 38, 37? Yeah, and it was, like, he died. My marriage fell apart, like, literally in an hour, if you can imagine. And then I decided, like, I'm going to leave my really good job of over a decade. I'm going to pack my house. I'm going to move cross-country. I'm going to do all these things. And that's really what it took. But in all honesty, if you think about all that loss and all that grief, Mm -hmm. right, You're grieving so much, and yet you have to be up and perky and happy every day on the air. And the space in between was just way too much and way too hard to navigate. 
And so it's one of those things where, you know, you just wake up one day and you're like, this is enough. And I will tell you, at that time, I was going through such, like, so much grief mm. that I was really drowning, honestly. And the Pinellas... And you, was, you still have to show up live every day, every day and act like... With a real big smile. With yeah. a real big yeah. smile. And, like, you're grieving so much loss, but then you have to be up and happy and all of these things. And I was drowning. I was literally drowning. And the Pinellas County School Board called me at that time to come in and participate in the Great American Teach-In. And so I went. And this is... This is... How old were you then? Like 38, 39? Yeah. Okay, and, okay. and I... I This all happened in one year. So you can only imagine. Like, that's... You're spinning. Yeah, right? That's yeah. a lot. But I went to this one high school. And I get there. And the guidance counselor said to me, she goes, Good luck. She goes, these kids don't listen to anybody. Wow. I'm like, okay, it's cool. It's okay, cool. So, so, okay, sorry. Yeah. I, I have no, to No, that's go. okay. I, this, this triggered me because I got kicked out of high school and told by my principal that mm-hmm. I was just another Latina statistic who would never amount to anything. Hmm. And these are the leaders of our world. Yep. These are the leaders that are, are, yep. are, are in front of our kids yep. every single day and telling them what uh-huh. to do, what to eat, what not to do, and, you know, scolding them and whatnot. Like... Right, well, and most what of them, a, most what, of them themselves are underachievers, so it manifests by talking that way to her. Right, I mean, what how dare you? How dare you say that to a kid? Yeah, and, and this is that's a beautiful segue, Melissa, for the story I'm about to tell you. And on, in all honesty, that's something that should never ever be said. I have a real passion for women. Yeah, and I have a passion for young girls. Right, and before we go into that, yeah. um, for those of you watching. You guys can call us in today. I'm here with Diana Perkovich. Hey. And we are doing an amazing interview, uh, you know, about female empowerment, mm-hmm. stepping into your power, stepping into your greatness. You guys can call us at 305-365-7777. And we're giving away tickets to um, our events that are coming up. Mine is obviously Epic Talks. And Diana, can you tell us um, about your event really quick? Yeah, I have an event coming up this Saturday, August 19th, at the iconic Eden Rock Hotel here in Miami. It's all about creating this container, this ecosystem of empowerment for women. It's a full day of accelerated coaching. We're going to have cocktails. We're going to have five-star food. It's a small container, and there's really only a few tickets left. But if you have a growth mindset, if you're about empowerment, then I want you to go to goodgirlmafia.com. You can get your tickets there. Again, just a few tickets remain, and thank you, because it's going to be an amazing day. She is going to be giving one ticket away today, and I'm going to be giving a ticket away uh, for the next Epic Talks event. So we're giving away $1,000 worth of tickets today so make sure you guys give us a call at 305-365-7777 so i'm i'm at this high school right hey everybody and and the guidance counselors she's like good luck with these girls i'm like okay so i go in i'm in the library i start talking and there's this one young girl in particular who was sitting at the front And she was like, her body language, like she was leaned in. She was like looking, she was asking questions. Like she was amazing. And she kept, she was interruptive. And I'm like, I am here for this kid. Like she can interrupt me all she wants. Asking questions, super engaged. And at one point I just looked at her and I go, girl, you are special. That's all I said. Mm. That's it. Bell rings. I stay back to clean up with the guidance counselor because have we met? Of course, I always stay back to help clean and somebody taps me on the shoulder and it's this young girl 
And she, I turn around and she looks at me and she says, like, point blank, she goes, why did you say I was special? Mm. And I looked at her and I said, you know, I'm a little bit older than you. I said, you may not understand this. I go, but I might interview 15 people in one day. I said, I have maybe five minutes to size everybody up Mm. and bring out the very best in them on TV. I go, so I have to be able to read people real well. I go, and that's... That's what I see when I look at you. And she says, okay, cut to two months later, and you cannot make this stuff up. It was my last day on the air. I go to the mailbox. I was on primetime. I get a letter from the school on school letterhead. I open it. Mm -hmm. I'm standing on my kitchen counter, and it's from the school, but she wrote it. And she said to me, she says, You have no way of knowing this, but I woke up that morning and I was going to kill myself that day. Wow. She says, you're the, this is the part that kills me. She goes, you're the first person who ever told me I was special. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, this is, I'm just calling the obvious, the obvious. She said, if quote unquote, somebody like you thinks someone like me is special, then maybe I'm not going to do. She goes, so I decided not to kill myself that day. And so the moral of the story is, you, honest to God, you never, ever know what someone's going through. Mm. And that is so cliche, and it's something that's overused, and people don't, you know, people say it all the time, like, be kind, be nice. But in reality, you genuinely, and I mean it, you really don't know that that person you're being nice to on that day, you don't know what they're going through. And as a matter of fact, she didn't know what I was going through. Mm. And she might say I saved her life, but in a way, kind of, didn't she save mine? Mm. I was drowning at that time. Mm. I hadn't experienced fulfillment in years. And that was the first day speaking to those young girls that I had that fire in my belly back again. Mm -hmm. And that's really what started me down this journey. Because I didn't wake up one day and say like, I'm going to be in the empowerment space. Like you don't do that, right? But that was the moment. I love that. It's yeah. always something that's why I, I, I like to call this like divine gifts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if it wasn't for moments like this, I don't think we would be where we're at, you know, and it's it's kind of how I got into personal development myself, you know, went through a divorce, yes. found myself lost, yes. lost like, you know, after being married for 10 years, I didn't lost my identity and um, I became someone I wasn't proud of. You know, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not happy. I'm not fulfilled. I'm like, you know, partying and drowning my, my pain away in, in, in drinking and hanging out with the wrong people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then I remember asking myself one morning, I said, are you proud of the woman you've become? Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I'm not proud. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do about it? Right. And then in those days, it's like when you tell the universe something or when you tell God something, you're like, I need to change. He's going to show you the way. You know, and in those days, I saw like an ad on Facebook, an ad on, um, yeah, on Facebook. It said, reignite your life, your finances and your future. And it's exactly what I needed. Yes. You know, I was 30, 31 years old yep. going through a, a massive divorce. Yep. And I ended up purchasing my tickets uh, to that. Uh, to uh, Actually, the, t- the event was free. And I ended up contacting one of my girlfriends, Alexi Panos, and I asked her, hey, Alexi, have you ever heard of T. Harv Ecker, The Millionaire Mind? Mm. She's like, no, but if there's one positive thing that you get out of it, it's a win situation. So I purchased my flight and I purchased my hotel and I went. And those three days changed my life. 
Yeah. And I ended up investing, obviously, at the end of the trip, like seven, eight thousand dollars into the course. Mm-hmm. But the trajectory for of two years of me being intentional of wanting to change my life, I, I did it. Yeah. And then I said to myself at the time I was in medical sales, I said to myself, if if this changed my life, how can I pay it forward? Mm. And that's how I got into it. I love it. See, there's yeah. you. There's always a story of always. the why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I yeah. love this. Yeah. I love this. Innovation, man. So you're now into female empowerment. Yeah. How how do you think um, has female empowerment been disempowering? I love that question, Melissa, because I think in the end, hasn't it been sort of disempowering? It's been. It's a very narrowly defined thing, mm-hmm. right? And, and we, can, we can dissect it all we want. But at the end of the day, here's what I know for sure. I like to do this thing called whatever I want full time. <laughs> and I don't say that from an arrogant standpoint. I say it from the standpoint of a woman who has her core values, her morals, her standards, her boundaries. Like I know who I am. I know what I'm here to do, right? Mm-hmm. But when I look at that really, really narrowly defined definition of what a woman is – That's really not it. I talk on stages. I talk on panels. I work with clients all the time. And I can tell you that nobody comes to an empowerment coach saying, this is what I want, that narrowly defined boss babe thing. And at the same time, I'm also very cautious when now we're talking about all this female energy, right? Mm. The softness of it all. So we swung the pendulum masculine. Now we're swinging the pendulum back to feminine. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Or is it? How is, is hustle really bad? Right? Because now we're saying hustle culture is bad. Well, I like a little bit of hustle in my life. I don't mind it. Mm. We can't vilify that. Yeah. But we also can't say women are just this. Mm -hmm. There has to be a combination of the two. Mm -hmm. On a Wednesday, I might have to be a boss babe. Mm -hmm. But on a Friday night, cuddled at home with the lucky guy in my life, right? Mm -hmm. That's very much not where I want to be a boss babe. Right? That's where I'm sitting in my feminine. So why can't I be a modern woman and a traditional woman? Why can't I be both? Why Why are we telling women this is what you are, this is what you are not? And I think the word empowerment needs to be purified. Mm. We need to own what empowerment means to us. If you ask me what's real empowerment, my answer is always going to be the same. I don't know, girlfriend. You tell me, right? Because your definition of empowerment should be different than mine. That mm. is the diversity of it all. And I can tell you from coaching women and having these containers like the E2 event on Saturday, you're going to bring all these women together and we're going to have so many similarities. That's the thing we're missing. We don't understand how much alike we are. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is our differences, Melissa, that makes life really juicy and no, interesting and yeah. fun. Yeah, absolutely. What what made you want to get into empowerment? I know my, def- my definition for myself of, of empowerment yeah. is... Being able to wake up every morning and feel fulfilled with my life and yeah. knowing that I'm coming from a place of integrity, love, compassion, mm-hmm. and passion for others and helping others step into the best version of themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. And and at the same time, carrying myself in a way where it's nurturing for my soul mm. and for whoever I get in touch with. It's interesting because one of the things I realize, like 
right away is you led with everybody else. Mm. Right. And that's that speaks, I think, volumes to integrity and where you sit in life. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. Because it wasn't until the at the same time, by the way, this, this and this about myself. Yeah. Right. And I think that that speaks volumes. And and I will say that that at the end of the day, as women, we need to get real and we need to start asking ourselves, like, what seriously, like, what does an empowered life look like and feel like to you? Mm. And if 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 it doesn't scare you, if it doesn't like make you nervous, it's very, very much not big enough. Mm. Like, girl, blow that shiz up. Make it bigger, okay? And then once you have that, then you can start to move forward and craft that life because that's really, as an empowerment coach, it's part of what I do, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's really so involved and it has so much to do with your subconscious and your social heredity and all of these things, right? And there is this, like, I call it the tape recorder. Mm -hmm. That's sort of how I've defined it. Yeah. And so it's really interesting because I'm obsessed with music. I have music Mm -hmm. on all the time. And you can see me working like we've run into each other, right? Working Mm -hmm. and it's like I have my my earbuds in and I'll I'll be working, writing, typing an email, right? That's my conscious mind is typing the email. All of a sudden, like some kind of dance hall, reggaeton, something will come on and I'll start bopping my head. And the next thing you know, I'm mouthing all of the words. Mm -hmm. That's my subconscious mind. My conscious mind, though, is still typing. Think of your subconscious mind as a tape recorder. So let's just say you're divorced, I'm divorced. Mm -hmm. Very, very much a horrible, like, it's just not pretty, right? (laughs) It's just really, it sucks. And if you come out of divorce untraumatized, then I, congratulations, good for you. But it's like what happens then is when you consider the fact then love and pain come together in Mm. your brain, right? That's your pattern, but it's subconscious. So think of that as a song, that's on your 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 tape recorder. Mm-hmm. The moment you meet somebody else and you start dating somebody else, that song starts playing in the background. But you don't even realize it's there because it's subconscious. And it now starts to inform your filter. Mm-hmm. It, it creates the way you see the world. And so we all have disempowered patterns mm-hmm. running beneath the surface. We all do. And if you could take just one or two of your disempowered patterns and flip them to empowerment and you create new patterns, because this is this is how the mind works. Every single thing that you believe, think, do, say, they're all subject to patterns. Mm. However, these patterns are dictated by the way in which your brain codes information and learning. Mm. And that's everything that comes in that you're aware of and that you're not aware of. So this is where I should say real quick, I have a master certification in neurolinguistic programming, right? And so I use NLP quite a bit with clients because it's this modality in this tool that helps us get to that tape recorder, to that subconscious. And you can now turn up certain songs on the tape recorder, Mm -hmm. right? And turn others down. Because everybody likes to talk about, you know, positive, negative, all of these things. So give me an example, right? So let's say I'm one of your clients, right? Yeah, sure. Tell tell me to ask you something that a client uh, would ask you and then you would use NLP on me. Okay, so for example, I have, uh, I had 
two clients really, really interesting. I was floored by it. The first client, I couldn't figure it out. By the time the second client came around, I'm like, girl, I got you. I know exactly what this is. So most of the times clients come to me, say, for confidence or Mm. this, that, like whatever. So let's just say confidence, for example. So I, I always say confidence is what a woman recruits to achieve something. Mm. Empowerment is what a woman uses to decide what she wants to achieve. Women who are looking for confidence, I'm, it's very like it's a cautionary thing. Like you got to be really careful because if and until you get your empowerment squared away, you mm. might be trying to get confidence for the wrong thing. Right, because you don't even know because your subconscious patterning might have you choosing the wrong thing and now you're wasting all your time and energy going for the confidence. Mm. So what happens is, is you have to go in and that's like the first thing that I do with clients. It's like, okay, what's the unhappiest thing? What's going on with you? Well, I have, I don't have confidence. You don't have confidence for what? Well, I don't have confidence like this is I'm on my third job and I keep getting passed over for a uh, promotion. Mm. Okay, so now this becomes what? A pattern, right? Or this is like the fourth dude. I swear to God, he looks different, but I'm dating the same guy over and over and over again, right? Uh We can relate to Some people are marrying the same woman over and over again. Exactly, exactly. And so then you have to go in and you have to find out, like, where specifically does this come from, Right. And once you find the where specifically something comes from, then you have to find out how specifically is this actually playing out in someone's life, right? And so then with NLP, what you can do, I don't want to say hypnosis, but you put somebody in a state where you actually go in and you can like, for example, if you have a phobia, NLP has been shown to you can actually get rid of a phobia because what you do is you go in and you re-pattern you re-pattern it okay so you actually can have somebody re-pattern that pattern so imagine if you took a subconscious pattern and you re-patterned it subconsciously and you hit somebody at the conscious level as well you want to talk about not getting change mm. it's not humanly possible to not change when you go beneath the surface mm. And then you lean into it. I always say, like, this has become a running joke in my life. Costanza that. Do the opposite of what you would know. Like, I'm obsessed with patterns Mm -hmm. because I really do believe that that is where the heart of it all lies. And there comes a point in time, too, Melissa, where it's like, I think that healing, that's also become a pattern. Mm. We get stuck on this loop, right? When in reality, at some point, as women... We have to stand up and say, okay, so I've done the therapy. I've done all of this. Maybe now it's just time for me to go in and Mm. unlearn certain subconscious behaviors, relearn new ones. Most people, they don't know that they have to unlearn things. You're not aware of what you don't know. Well, and And that's the thing. When it's subconscious, I always say to people, sub, it's below the surface. It's Mm. supposed to not be obvious. And Mm -hmm. I also want you to consider that the subconscious mind is said to be 10,000 times more powerful than the conscious. Mm -hmm. It's 95% of what drives all of our decisions. Mm -hmm. And it's formed from the ages of zero to eight. So this is what I say to myself, Diana, does this mean that two-year-old Diana is going around making decisions for you? 
Mm. An eight-year-old Diana is the one that's 95% of how I'm making my decisions. Mm -hmm. This is very, very much not a good idea. Wow. Right? So I have clients, for example, I have one client, two women who came to me. They wanted more discipline, and I thought that was interesting. I was like, this is odd. I've never heard that before. Turns out when we started to get to the how, the where, the what, like where does this all come from? It's really interesting. They went around beating themselves up that they were undisciplined. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't see much. Like there's something they're not telling me in their day-to-day lives. Turns out the first client, her father was career military. The second client, her mother was a professional athlete. Mm. So you want to talk about tape recorder. Their map of the world when it came to discipline was actually formed by parents who had to have an exorbitant amount of discipline in order to be successful Mm. in their lives. And so that's the subconscious. You don't even stop to think that that's a hyper definition, hyper discipline. And Mm -hmm. if you're being just normal, you make your bed every day. I think you're winning. Right. But they came in like this was a major issue for them. Like, I don't have discipline. Actually, they do. But they were subconsciously defining it. And their parents' voice were in their head. This is a professional How athlete. How do you break that? So you go in. First, first and foremost, that's, again, I think we're really unfair to people to just say heal, period. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. So let's reframe it. This is disempowered and empowered, right? So first, we have to get to the heart of the matter. Like, what is this? Where mm-hmm. is this coming from? How does this play out? And once you start to bring awareness to it, And you start to compare. This is what I do with clients. I start to compare and contrast that with what it is that they want. And it's amazing how people sit back and they go, oh, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I get it now. Because sometimes our subconscious beliefs are so silly, they just fly in the face of anything that would be considered just rational. So let's let's say say that I'm that person in that space for for anybody uh, listening right now. Let's say, you know, I feel undisciplined and, mm-hmm. and it's making me depressed and it's yeah. making me not want to get out of bed. And, you know, I've been there before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what what would you tell that person that is in that state right now? Like, how do I get out of this funk? Even though they know what they're supposed to be doing, but they se- they still self-sabotage themselves. That's really hard because I've been there, too. Right. Like death, divorce, this, that, like, you do go through those times where you just don't want to get up. Yeah. Right? It took me two years after my divorce. And it's hard. And people, you know, like, let's keep it real. Right? It is, the. it's just a horrible thing to go through. And so what I, first of all, what I say is, I'm not going to give you a platitude. I'm just not. Because I know, you know, people mean well, but they want to say things to you and they mean well, like... God doesn't give you more than you can handle. And I want to punch you in the face, mm-hmm. really, because it's such a painful thing to hear. Yeah. So one, the first thing I always say to people is, go there, don't stay there. You know, for us to say to somebody, like, pretend that's not happening and just get up and you'll be fine. That's not fair. So you have to cap it. You have to give yourself a time limit. Say you can't get out of bed every single day. Well, maybe tomorrow, maybe for next week, you're going to get out of bed for an hour at night. That's a win, Melissa, for these people. 
If you can't get out of bed, like if you're listening right now and you can't get out of bed and you're super depressed and you have a lot going on in your life, the best thing you can do is accept it. The sooner you can get to acceptance, the better off you're going to be. So that's number one. Number two, give yourself a timer. And number three, start gently asking yourself to do something, to get up, get started. Mm. Because I know for a fact, because I have been there, there was nothing you could say. There's nothing you could do to me that was going to change my mind with the way that I saw my life at the time. Mm. And by any objective measure, that was like... It was terrible. Yeah, like yeah. my life was a disaster. Now, half of it was of my own making, but these were choices that needed to be made. So then you have to ask people to be realistic with the person in their life that can't get out of bed, mm-hmm. right? If somebody is really down and they can't do it right now, you've got to be realistic with this person. Absolutely. And not only that, for, for anybody listening right now that, you know, is going through a situation like that, you know, we've all been there and it's it's not a good place to be at. And I think the best place to start is find yourself a friend that really cares or mm-hmm. find yourself a community that you can attend every single, mm-hmm. you know, week uh, find yourself a podcast mm-hmm. that's going to yeah. empower you. Yeah. Uh, find yourself a coach. You and know? do just that one thing. Yeah, just, just one. one like yeah. choose one thing. Mm-hmm. Choose one thing. If you can get out of bed for that one hour that first week and mm-hmm. go for a walk, mm-hmm. and then the second week choose that podcast and do the podcast while you're going for a walk. Yeah. Right. Then you're going to naturally find a coach. You're going to find all these things. I think it's really important though. To like that acceptance part is, I think, mm-hmm. the thing that people kind of miss. It's like when I had that conversation with myself in the mirror are you proud of the woman you've become? Yeah. No. <laughs> I was like, okay, so what are you going to do about it? And I just knew that I was in so much pain that I didn't want to stay there anymore and I had to take action. You know, so so it's it's like you said, being real with yourself and taking immediate action and coming to events like Epic Talks and like, you know, like your your event that's coming up and uh, surrounding yourself with the right people. You know, and what happened with me, I felt like um, not that I'm blaming anyone, anybody, but I felt like I keep digging myself in a bigger hole because I was surrounded by the wrong people. You know what I mean? Now, when you start uh, surrounding yourself with people that are actually doing the work, doing the trauma work, doing the shadow work, doing the personal development, doing the emotional intelligence work. You know, yeah. I, I invested in, 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 in myself like I'm talking a couple hundred thousand yeah. dollars into who I've become yeah. now. Yeah. You know, starting 10 and years ago. And you see my smile, right? It's like you're saying yeah. this and my smile gets bigger and bigger. And it's because that is the empowerment journey. Yeah. That's the empowerment process. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like. One thing I always say to my clients is that when we're done, because I work with people six weeks at a time. Mm. Okay, that's like that's it. I go for results. I'm results driven. I don't want a codependent uh, relationship. I'm not here for a money grab. I want to get you results. And what I always say to clients is, see it, and you. It's like you're proving my point, right? You start up leveling, and once you start up leveling. Uh, people just fall away it's not good it's not bad it just is yeah right and once you start to up level your empowerment and you keep going one higher rung one higher rung just the gene pool Mm -hmm. opens up and you just broaden the vistas of your views particularly with people i love that so powerful can i share a story you know i always got a story that could strike make it short okay (laughs) there's a story about art Garfunkel, Simon and Garfunkel. Yes. He had a kid, he had a, he had a very good friend in college 
who developed glycoma became blind. Mm-hmm. Went back home to Buffalo mm-hmm. and says, I don't want to ever go back to school. Mm-hmm. Art uh, needed some money to produce a song. Goes and speaks to him about it. And the guy gives him a song for their first song that it becomes their first hit 10 years later. But Art goes up to Buffalo and his friend called him the darkness because he was already blind. Art convinces him to go back to school. I forgot the school. Ivy League school. Mm-hmm. I think it's Harvard. They go back to Harvard. I'm going to say Harvard. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. But guess what he does to, to his friend? The friend just, you can't leave me alone. He leaves him alone on a subway to make him go back home by himself, blind. When the guy figures out he makes it back home, he goes, I never left you. And he taught the guy to be able to be by himself. Oh, wow. That's a great story. The guy gets there by himself. He even stumbled. Apparently, he fell on the subway. Other people saved the man. I love that. Other people saved him from getting hit by by falling into the subway line. And when he gets to his destination, he he realized he got there by himself as a blind man. That's crazy. Hey. This you is know, darkness. that is such a great, never great him. point. And, and you really underscore and punctuate sort of my approach, because That's, whether yeah. it's whether it's my event on Saturday or coaching with women, my mm-hmm. approach is this. Now, I like to bring levity to gravity. Like I'm not above being the person to make a complete fool of herself mm-hmm. in front of other people to make people feel better because mm-hmm. personal development can be hard. Right. Absolutely. You go to dark places. And so I always approach it this way. I love that my clients love working with me. Mm. I know the women who attend E2 on Saturday, they're going to love it. Mm. And that's wonderful. But that's not my objective. I coach women with a perspective on the future. What good does it do me if you're happy with me for six weeks, but 287 days from now, life comes at you? Do you have a new mindset? Mm. Have Mm. I taught you empowerment skills? Have I taught you how to fish or have I given you a fish Mm. right and so it's like with the event on Saturday you will walk out with actionable information that you can use this isn't just speaker after speaker after speaker telling their stories Mm. I said this to you the other day it's like I'm not interested in sharing my story I want to write my story with you Mm. right and you're going to write your story with me that's what I'm about because what happens already happened and I yeah. can share it with you but you know which story do you want me to tell you because they've all been really hard yeah right what absolutely. from zero to ten do you want me to tell you how hard that was yeah. 10 to 15 yeah. 15 to 20 it's all been hard so what am I gonna what, what do you benefit by me telling you how hard my life has been doesn't matter mm-hmm. what I want to do is what I've managed to do is bend my reality. Mm. I get to write my own ending. That's yeah. empowerment. I, I, absolutely. And I love that you're results driven. You yeah, know what I mean? Totally. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm all about. And to see your clients win because of you, it's just, that's when you feel fulfillment in life. Amen, sister. So for those of you listening, we are here at WSQF Blink Radio 94.5 FM. Uh, we got a couple minutes uh, left before we end this call. Uh, we're giving away some tickets to our events uh, valued at $1,000. So if you want to go ahead and pick up the phone and give us a call at 305-365-7777. Um, take advantage of, of, of this opportunity. And uh, again, it's about surrounding yourself in the right rooms with the right people and those that truly really want to see you win so you can take your life to the next level you know so does it get better than this we have an amazing empowerment uh, mentor coach here um 
I do want to ask you something. Mm-hmm. We got five minutes left before yeah. we end this call. Um, what's your coaching philosophy? Mm. It really is to help women improve, help women live the life that they know they should be. How do you work? So, 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 so here's here, here it goes. Okay. How do you? Get off national television, de-mic, take your IFB out of your ear, pick up your Italian handbag, walk out in your French shoes, in your, you know, designer dress, get into your German car, drive to your house on the water, sit down, look outside with your dog on your lap, and lose all space and time because you're daydreaming of a different life. Mm. Right. It's like being in a bad marriage. Exactly. Yeah. And and I was in a bad marriage. Right. But like, how does that happen? Right. How do you it's because, you know, somewhere inside of you, like I was meant for more. There's a different life for me. And I think that I am not the only woman who sat there. Right. Proverbially Mm -hmm. sitting there thinking I meant for more. Mm -hmm. And so that's my philosophy. It's like it's not a pipe dream. It's not La La Land. It's not a silly fantasy that you have. It actually is real. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is you empowered. All you have to do is bridge the gap in between. And you're never going to do it unless you deal with your social heredity. I want you to think about it this way, right? You have a, 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 a pot on your stove and it's boiling and you have rotten meat in that pot. And you say, I'm going to go to Whole Foods. I'm going to go buy myself some organic vegetables. And I'm going to, because I'm making a pot roast and it's, it's on my stove. Now you take this beautiful produce and you mm-hmm. throw it in the pot with rotten meat. What do you think is going to happen to the produce? It rots. Yeah. So if and until you go under the hood and you start dealing with your tape recorder, that's where your disempowerment lies. Mm-hmm. So I want you, I, I almost say like, I teach you skills. I show you things. It's like, a good, a good technical director. There's a string between the TV mm-hmm, personality, mm-hmm. the talent, and the director. Mm-hmm. When I lean back, he leans forward. When he leans back, mm-hmm. I lean forward. It's a dance, yeah. right? That's how it is with clients. But we're going to get you on the right path. I can't wait. I'm yeah. super excited. Thanks. I know you're going to have some fabulous women yeah. there. Diana, where is the best place for the audience to to look you up yeah you can go to www.goodgirlmafia.com you can also go to at Diana Perkovic on Instagram which is probably the easiest way these days right mm-hmm. or at Good Girl Mafia. but no I really just anybody like like Melissa said if you're out there and if you are not in a good place you gotta know that that's okay too mm-hmm. yeah and and look and look for help. Ask for help. Absolutely. Sorry. Ask for help. People want to help, you know, yes. and, and be supportive. So make sure you guys, um, you know, tune in to Diana Diana Perkovic P E R K O V I C. Amen. Sister. Oh my goodness! Yes, I got it right. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, her event is August nineteenth. And for those of you that are in Miami. Epic Talks also happens every single week. This is the caliber of individuals that we bring to our events. You know, people that are leading the way, people that are creating impact in life, people that are growing, you know, you're not in this journey 
alone. So. No, exactly. Yeah. And, and speaking of not being alone, I have Gigi Diaz, who's going to be workshopping and coaching women on leadership in their own lives, but do it less stress. I have Jack Dowling, who actually, she's so fun. She is an astrologist, but she's not what you think she is. She uses the information so that you can help empower yourself. And Daphne Evangelista is going to be our keynote speaker there as well. So I just want to shout out all of them. You are getting actual coaching on the day. It's not just speaker after speaker after speaker. We want to help you Mm. write your own story. And and for people like me who are new to Miami, maybe you can't find your tribe. Maybe you can't find your group of girlfriends. Maybe you don't have the growth mindset women in your life. Come to E2 on Saturday. It is going to be like one of those events you walk in, strangers, you're going to walk out being like, oh my God, I have new friends, which is always fun. Yeah. Thank you, Diana. Thank it was you, what Melissa. an honor to have you here. Thank you, everybody on the team, for making it out last minute, too. Elliot, Manuel Kemba, 94.5 WSQF Radio. We will see you guys next week. Talk to you later. Bye. Stay free, my friends. <laughs>